Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power Your Life Radio Show with host and success doc Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today on Power Your Life, and I'm Joanne White, and it's always a pleasure to be here. And so many of us are having different kinds of challenges, and many people are steering away from finding that special person or because dating and relationships can get sticky and and dating, even though right now there's a lot of online sites, dating can be a challenge for many people. However, we really need to take a look at that because it's important to be able to find someone, and there probably is someone out there for you, but it's important to find someone that's in keeping with your values, with where you are in your life, and someone who also supports you. And I have a very special guest today who has a lot of answers about dating, relationships, and how to get out of the dating rut, and if you are single, how to shift that. And I'm talking about Eva, who's an award-winning author, speaker, relationship and dating coach who helps men, women, professionals, and business owners globally find love in all areas of their lives. Eva shows women especially how to get out of their dating rut in her newest book, Why Am I Still Single for Women. Her book guides driven and ambitious people to stop attracting the wrong partner, how to heal themselves, where to find love, and also their tribe. It also offers clarity to define what you really want in life, how to love your body, how to go after what you want in life, and self-care to avoid burnout. Burnout, excuse me. Welcome, Eva. How are you? Hi, Joanne. I'm very well, thank you. Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. So I think it's really important because, as I said, people are maybe looking for romance or looking for a relationship, but there's so much out there that may be turning them away from that. And what do you think about some of the dating sites on there in terms of relationships? How do people know what to pick if that's the way to go to find a special person? How to know if somebody's honest on those? So I think there are, and as you said, you know, they can be very sticky. And uh, one of the main reasons why a lot of people are actually single is because that they don't take action. And resilience is very important when looking for that partner 
because it's so easy to get demotivated once you go on the dating site and there are so many people out there maybe you match with one person then you match with another you feel like you're having a good conversation then that person goes to you or starts sending you inappropriate pictures then you start thinking that everyone on this dating app is the same and next thing you know you don't use any dating apps for the next three years and you're just sitting on the sofa feeling sorry for yourself, why am I still single? So I think this is one of the main issues when it comes to dating. You know, um, I had a client who had an experience on a dating site, which, which turned her off from going on these sites at all. And she was finding that people, the, the guys that she was responding to, that she seemed interested in, at least two of them, were not being very authentic, were not being honest with her. They would present one thing, but when she got to talk to them and, and, and get a little bit more information, it was totally false. So how do you know, how do you weed out when, when you know people are just there bragging about themselves, but how do you know what's the truth and, and who is being authentic? Mm, that's a good question. So I think one of the... What I tell my clients, the ones that actually start using dating sites, I tell them not to spend too much time texting back and forth, but actually maybe you exchange numbers after a couple of days or a week of messaging each other, and then you schedule a call, maybe even a FaceTime, and you, when, you are having, when you're hearing that person's voice, when you see that person through the screen, you're more likely to understand who is being more authentic, who is being more truthful. And if you've been messaging to someone for the last four days at 4 p.m. and suddenly when you want to call them, they're not picking up the phone, I would be like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe that's because this person has got a partner at home. Maybe they're not actually being as as truthful as I thought they are. So I think it's very important not to get too into just messaging that person for weeks and weeks and then getting all that expectation. And the next thing you know, this person was just using you as a distraction and they were not truthful about yourself. So you want to find that out very early. You know, I think that's a good point because I think that people do spend – they're a little bit leery about talking or meeting that person, so they go on and on and on. And yet, like you said, they they may – if they ventured to speak with that person or to meet that person, they might find out sooner, you know, what's up and whether or not that person is being truthful about what he, what he or she is presenting. Mm, now, and, you have something – Sorry, no, sorry. Can I just sorry to interrupt you? I think a lot can be said when you hear someone's voice and things like I'm a big believer in energy and just getting, you know, what kind of feeling do you get when you talk to that person on the phone? Does it make you feel warm and comforting and comfortable or you feel like a bit like, ooh? And some people, yes, they can come across as very friendly over the phone. But still, I, especially with women, I think women have very strong intuition. So a woman is more likely to understand if something is feeling off when she's talking to the person on the phone than instead of when it's texting, because that's where a lot of miscommunication happens as well. When people are messaging each other, it's a very cold kind of way of communicating, don't you think? 
I totally agree. And oftentimes when people are texting, they put their own emotional spin to it or the the inflection or whatever, and it could come out angry or short or, or you know, something very different from what the person is is wanting to say or wanting to communicate. So I, I think that's very important. Now, you also do something that, that I find interesting because people are very much business people and professionals are very busy and very much involved in making a go of their business and being successful. And you talk about how they can find time within their busy life to really look for and find that that special person. What do you recommend to people who are very career-driven and say, I don't have time? <laughs> mm. So firstly, I, it's, it's funny you say that because just the other day I had someone messaging me on LinkedIn and they said, you know what, the reason I'm single is because I didn't have the time to, to do those things. And then I, I asked this question, well, what do you think when you are on your deathbed? Are you going to be thinking about your targets and ROIs and KPIs, or are you going to think about people that you loved and you surrounded yourself with? So I think it's very important to actually schedule the time for love, for whether it's uh, self-love, I know it's very cringy, this term, self-love, whether it's just going out and engaging with people. It doesn't even have to be romantic relationships, but just getting that connection. And just to ask yourself, yes, having this business and building this empire and having this career, it's really important. But why exactly do I do that? Do I do that because I look at it as um, uh, getting somewhere in life, I'm learning new things, I'm serving others, or is it just my way to prove my self-worth? Is it just my way to show myself that I'm good enough because I'm able to make this amount of money and, and achieve these kind of targets? So I think it's important to ask yourself these questions that sometimes can be painful, but it's, yeah, it's, I don't think we, it's something we do often enough. Because I don't know, you know I think... I think Go like 10 years or five years of your life and be like, okay, why was I even wo working towards that? It's not uh, making any, it's not meaningful to me. It's not something that I want to be remembered for. It's not something that gives meaning to my life and who I am as a person. You know, I think that that's so essential. And you mentioned something about self-love. And so many people are looking for validation and people to tell them how wonderful they are outside of themselves. However, I think, as you said, it's important to really de determine and to really love yourself. And when you do that, in my opinion, and let me know how you think, I think it. I think as we embrace loving ourselves, even even some of the parts that we don't really appreciate and maybe are not ready to change or can't, that it's it helps us love other people more or be able to love someone. How do you feel about that? Is, is there a relationship? Oh, absolutely. And I, I share some of that in my second book, Why I'm Still Single, because I have a history of, uh, I think, almost a decade of attracting unavailable men. And I know very often 
uh, and I was also in that mentality. I was thinking, why does this keep happening to me? Why are all men, why they're cheating? Why they are liars and why they're narcissists? And then what I found out, it was just, it was coming because of my lack of self-love, of my inability to set boundaries, of my inability to put myself first, of my inability to show that person, you know, I am important and I'm, go- and I'm not going to allow you to dis- disrespect me, of my inability not knowing who I am and not knowing, because if I don't know, how can I teach others, how I can show others how I have to be treated? And I, I totally agree with you, what you said, of course. You know, that's so important because you, when you love yourself, like you just said, you know what feels good. You know how you want to be treated. And you can tell or demonstrate to that other person what they need to do to make you feel good and to show their their love and appreciation for you. Many, many years ago, I was attracting men that were needy. I mean, truly needy. And I remember one, one guy, I, I said to him, you know, I, I can't do this. It's just too much work. Like, too, Not just, I mean, relationships take work, but I'm talking beyond that. And he said, well, that's what you do. That's the work that you do. I said, yeah, that's the work I do, but I don't want to bring it into my personal personal life. So I think it's important to be clear, like you're talking about, as to what we want, as to who we are. And a lot of that takes a little bit of of self-evaluation, which is also important. And you talk about that too. So how do people determine what they desire, what they want in a partner, in a mate? So I think a lot of initial desires and uh, understanding what people really want in a relationship comes from their childhood. So maybe someone had uh, an abusive parent when they were growing up. Maybe someone had someone who was not that available to them or they experienced a lot of bullying and similar things. So as sad as it is, then in the, when they start dating, they associate someone who comes across their way as a bully or someone who reminds them of those experiences and those emotions and feelings that they experienced when they were growing up. So when they meet someone similar to that person who they were, who was like a person that uh, brought them up and they meet someone similar in dating, they associate that with love because they think that this is familiar and this is love. So it's very important to firstly have this evaluation and think, okay, do I attract certain kind of people? Am I attracted to certain kind of people? Why is that? Can I have some sort of correlation? Is there anything that I can think of? Or maybe someone had extremely perfect kind of uh, uh, upbringing, not that I think it's possible because bringing some being a parent I think it's such a hard work but someone might have this idyllic family where their parents are still together for 50 years and they're in so much love and then when the single man or single woman is going out into the world looking for someone no one can actually meet those expectations so now their bar is raised so high so I think that's why it's important to 
uh, get the self-awareness. And the way to get the self-awareness is, of course, uh, listen to podcasts, read books, get a coach, get a, therap- get a therapist, someone that's going to ask you different questions and someone who's going to stretch you and someone that might be like, okay, I can see that you've been only dating these kind of people and this looks similar to what you told me, the way your mom or your dad was treating you. So let's look more into that and can you see any relation in how is that affecting you and how we can change that pattern? You know, you, you mentioned, um, yes, it's perfect sense, and you mentioned a good point because those are patterns that we, we take on that we that, that sort of become habitual within our lives. And if we're not looking or evaluating or paying attention to them, they just keep going on and on and on. And so many people, I was talking to somebody the other day who said, I, ma- I married somebody that's just like my father. He's he's impatient. He you know, and she went on and on and on. And I was thinking, like what you're saying is that, well, why did that happen? Why not take the time to, like you said, take evaluate and look at at what the patterns are in your life and in relationship to parents or or significant people in your life, and decide what works, what you like, what you don't like, and go from there. So it's very important. How did you get into working with people in relationships? What's what's your backstory with that? It was actually very random. I remember how I was going to one a bad date after another, and I was so frustrated that men, they didn't know how to treat a lady. They would be so nervous I would just meet them maybe for a coffee date and their hands would be shaking or they would be like very needy very insecure and then I would try to be like you know what I'm not interested but maybe I could give you some feedback of how you can do this better and then I met someone who was like you know what you sound like you know a lot of things about this why don't you write a book and firstly I thought wow this is crazy I I cannot write a book but then actually I wrote my book, the first book uh, for men, How to Get Laid Now, uh, The Modern Man's Strategy to Approaching Women Like the Boss. And I wrote that book really fast in a month. And when I look oh, wow. back, the coaching and everything, I've always been interested in the human dynamics and why we do what we do. And I remember myself even when I was little, I would come from school and I would do not play computer games, but I would do personality tests, trying to find out things about myself and why I do what I do. And I love watching people. I can sit in a coffee shop and watch people for hours. And I'm also, you know, the the eldest sister of three sisters. So when you are like that, you kind of a coach your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> You know that's that that's very true, and and that's interesting because you're good. You're you know you really are are good at what you're doing and and helping a lot of people. So what is it? Your book? Why am I still single? And it's primarily for women, but I know that men have been interested in some of that too. What keeps women single, even though they may want a partner or think about it, but that's not what's going on with them. So uh, the book is 
I put a lot of my personal experience that and a lot of my uh, kind of experience with unavailable men and how to get out that dating rut, how to recognize those patterns, how to start attracting a different kind of man and how to tell yourself that, you know what, I actually deserve someone who's going to show up for me and not someone who I need to wait for five hours or 48 hours till he answers to my text, someone that is going to show up at 7 p.m. and pick me up and not someone who's going to cancel and not tell me for hours. And also it's a lot about, I know a lot of people get into a relationship for the wrong reasons as they're looking, I think, I think you mentioned that as well, that they're looking for someone to fill that void inside of them, to make them feel loved, to make them feel good enough. So in my book, I show women how to actually create that in their own life. And then this person that they meet, they, that person doesn't have to be their therapist. That person doesn't have to be their everything. That person is just someone that they can create amazing experiences together, that they can grow together. Because I think when you are single, of course, you can do amazing things. And I'm not saying that you can't be happy if you're not single. But I think once you are in this really healthy relationship filled with joy and amazing memories and experiences, that person can really stretch you. Because when you are in a relationship, you are able to see yourself from a completely different perspective. And some of the pain points and the things that annoy you in a partner are very much a reflection of you. So I think you can uh, kind of speed up your journey, how to know yourself, how to have a better self-awareness when you are with a person, of, with someone. Of course, that person also has to be someone that is willing to grow and is interested in growth and, and learning about themselves hope it makes sense. So, and, you know, and, and I think everything you said is so, is so very important. So what do we do where, let's say we somebody's dating, they find, a, they find the right person, or they think they find the right person, and they're in a relationship. What do they need to do to keep that relationship growing and, and blossoming? Well, uh, uh, that's going to sound sad, but I think what everyone has to do first, they need to get a therapist <laughs> or <laughs> because I feel like we have so many wounds that we carry from our childhood and some of those we're going to bring into our relationship and we have to heal ourselves. If we don't heal ourselves, then we will end up blaming our partner because the thing that we I know with myself, every single time when I would start dating someone new, the thing that I love so much about that person in the first two weeks is something that I absolutely cannot stand after six months, after that kind of honeymoon period goes. So I think it's important to learn how to communicate and communicate not from the place, I am right, you are wrong. No one has to be right. You are both very similar. You come from different backgrounds, different upbringing, different tastes and experiences. So it's just that, am I willing to invest my time and my energy into this relationship? Because 
I don't know about you, Joanne, but I think that having a relationship is really hard. So yeah, it takes a I lot of work. I, I agree. Uh-huh. Right, yeah. and and that's why it's so important to be with someone that you want to do the work with, <laughs> because you can't you yeah. can't do it by yourself when you're in a relationship. You have to do it on your own, and also within the relationship and and with the other person, and and both people have to be invested in it. Let's talk about that honeymoon period that you mentioned, Eva, because, mm-hmm. yeah, people could get so wowed and wooed in, in that short period of time when, when love seems so wonderful. And like you said, after a few weeks or whatever, you're not liking what you loved about that person. What, what's going on during that time that we need to be aware of? So I think at the very beginning, let's say if uh, a woman is a bit maybe quiet, not so decisive in her life, and then she meets a man who is extremely confident, very out there, who is very determined, and he always knows all the answers. So, of course, she's going to be so attracted to him because he, with his qualities, he's able to fill what she doesn't have. So she's thinking, okay, if I'm with this man, that I'm, I'll be able to feel full and whole and complete. But after some time, these the same qualities, his uh, way of being so self-assured and, and so ambitious and so knowing all the answers is something that really annoys her because these are still all the things that she hasn't experienced in herself. These are still all the things that she hasn't explored in herself and she's still lacking. So now this, all these things are rubbing on her face and she's like, I really don't like this person and he's hurting me a lot and I don't know what to do anymore. So I think that's why it's so important to look back into your childhood and see, okay, what is it something that happened to me and now I'm really attracted to this kind of love and me as a person, how I can audit myself and see what I'm really kind of have the desire for, what is really lacking in my life, and am I really looking for someone to be a partner to me or someone who's going to fill all those holes inside of me? So, again, the self-awareness is so important. And, you know, you mentioned some very valuable points because nobody is going to be able to fill those holes. You have to do that yourself. And and that self-reflection, that self-evaluation is the way to figure out, okay, so where where am I lacking or where do I feel that I'm lacking? And really look at that and, and figure out what to do with that. I think that's that's wonderful. So what are some relationship tips that you can give our listeners in terms of, of helping them to move forward in their relationships, whether it's a new one or they've been in, in the relationship for a while, that, that helps for more intimacy and, and, more communicate, and better communication. Okay, tips. It's interesting. We all want that, uh, a, quick li- a quick list, a bullet point. <laughs> so for someone who knows, that's how it is. <laughs> so I'll give a tip firstly for those who are single, if you are single and you're listening to this, 
guess what? This is the sign. This is that sign that you've been waiting, that this is the time for you to go out and meet someone. And the best thing to do is just go on your phone, go on your laptop and look up any events that are happening, become a bit more clear what kind of person you want to meet and where could that person would be hanging out. So then and try to place yourself in those kind of environments. So maybe you are very much into self-development, go and look where is the next self-development event and don't sit at the very back, sit at the very front so you can be more around VIPs. And now schedule the events for the next fortnight, one event this week, the next event the second week, and, and please go there. And you, will, you won't feel like you want to do that, but just do it and see what happens. For someone who's uh, just got into a relationship, and if you, if you are at the beginning and everything is great, just see how you can maybe, I'm trying to think, how you can show up more of who you are instead of trying to pretend uh, of who you are not because uh, <laughs> especially if you are on the first date and you try to pretend that you are this uh, great person, I feel that if you are open up a bit more and show your vulnerable side and uh, just put yourself in a place where, you know what, I'm, I'm going to show more of who you are, you will feel more connected to that person and that will make the whole relationship a bit deeper because at the end of the day, whether we are single or not, all we really crave and all we we really want, whether it's at work and relationships and in romantic relationships, is that connection. And again, with a connection when it is in a couple, uh, if you've been together for a really long time, uh, there is a possibility that maybe you don't have as much sex as you would like to. Maybe you don't do so many exciting things as you would like to. And you feel that you know your partner so well. You can finish the sentences. But guess what? There are so many things that you don't know about your partner. And you only see them in a certain place. Maybe at home. Maybe around your friends. Maybe at your workplace. So try to find places that maybe you've never been to together. It doesn't have to be a foreign country, an expensive holiday. Look around maybe local events where you can see your partner in a different light. That will bring more excitement in your relationship. And just start being curious about your partner because there are so many things you don't know about them. And that will open up you to different conversations and different kind of connection, a much deeper connection. I, you know, I love those pointers because I think that I think that's important, and people do need to really, you know, sometimes we're with someone and we it begins to feel so familiar and oh, like you said, and maybe almost boring, but to find new ways, new experiences to share with that person can open up new doors. Now, you mentioned something that I find interesting and important in terms of when you're looking for a partner, to go to events, to go to places where the events or whatever are are focused on what you're interested in. Do you recommend that over dating sites? Because most people... That's what they're doing. They're doing it on dating sites. I don't know that you know that's that's the biggest craze, but I'm not sure that that's the the best place for them. 
Well, I am a very big advocate of dating sites, and I put the step-by-step guide how you can, the pictures that you should put, the bio you should write in both of my books, and and I've met my long-time current partner on Tinder. I know, surprise, because people think that Tinder is just for hookups, but just like <laughs> any platform, it's up to you how you use it. However, I think if you are single, you should be using everything. Dating sites, uh, you should be going to events. And the most important thing is to remember, just like in business, in dating, your network is your net worth. Even if all your friends are happily married, they will have some single friends, they will have single cousins or or in-law, like brothers-in-law or sisters-in-law that are single. So if you just let them know, you know what, I am single and I'm looking for someone. So they're going to be just like spreading the word for you and you will come with a recommendation. So it's not going to be like a cold lead because they already know you. So they are your advertising and they're walking advertising for you. You just need to let them know that you are looking for someone. And remember to have fun. That's all it is. Have fun. Don't give up. And just take action. And not tomorrow, but today. While you're listening to this, take action. Get to that dating app. Send that message. Do something. I love it. (laughs) That's so wonderful. So, Eva, tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you how they can get a hold of your two books and, and anything else that you want them, our listeners to know about you. So you can find me if you uh, enter my name. That's uh, the full name, Yela Kambaravaita. I'm not going to spell it. Uh, if you just look at uh, what Joanne shared, you'll be able to see that. And I'm on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, I think all across. So if you just put my name, you'll be able to find me. And uh, what else? Yeah, that's it. And my books as well. If you put my name on Google, you'll be able to find everything. Wonderful. So what would you like to leave our listeners with before we before we go? I just would like to say that we are living in the time where you might be scrolling on your uh, Instagram, Facebook, and thinking that, oh, this person has got such a great life, this person has got such a great relationship, and I'm not. Well, firstly, always remember that social media is just the highlight of someone's great life. And instead of sitting there and comparing yourself with others and thinking how your life or your relationship is not as good as someone that you see on social media, just go out, play more, and connect with people. Because if you are especially listening this, listening this as a high achiever and maybe you're building business and you're building your social media following, always remember that you are put on this planet to connect with other people, not just through metrics, but through talking to someone, to, through connecting with someone on, on a deeper level, not just on likes and highlights and things, but like having physical interaction, having a hug. I feel like there are so many lonely people nowadays. And I know if you've been in that rut where you haven't gone out for a while, maybe you are living with your partner and you are living like roommates and not 
you know, a married couple anymore, try to see how you can maybe look at that person in a different way, where you can find out about yourself and them to reconnect and to have that connection again and to experience amazing things together. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I love what you're saying, and it's so important for people to reach out and to make those connections. And thank you so much for all that you do, Eva, and have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Joanne. My pleasure. Take care. Thanks again. So think about what Eva said because she talked about connection and today is especially it's so important to connect. We could be isolated even from somebody, as Eva said, that we're living with or that we've had a long-term relationship with. Really figure out ways to truly connect. And again, as Eva said, not just superficially, but really connect on a deeper level because that's what fills your soul, what fills you up and really makes that connection with you and another person so much stronger and beautiful. And thank you so much for being here. If you want to get a hold of me, I'll give you the short version. Go to docdocwhite.org. Find out more about upcoming shows and blogs and information. And remember, not only connect with other people, but do that deep connection, as Eva was was emphasizing, not only with them, but with yourself. Have a great day, and get out there. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.